Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is The Morning Five. I'm your host, Michael Ware, founder and president of the Center for Christianity and Public Life, giving you five minutes of news and scripture Mondays through Thursdays. Today is Monday, September 25th, 2023. Let's open with scripture. I'm going to read from Acts 16 today. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds, then immediately He and all his house were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. May God bless the reading of his word. Well, good morning. I'm your host, Michael Weir. If you're new to the Morning Five, welcome. Glad to have you join us today in scripture, prayer, and the news of the day. For long-time listeners, as always, it's great to be with you. Let's get to the news. First, there are calls from Democrats and Republicans for Senator Bob Menendez, a Democrat from New Jersey, to resign from his, uh, from his position after he was indicted on bribery charges last week. Menendez is so far refusing to do so. Uh, Congressman Andy Kim, a Democrat from New Jersey, has declared he will run against Menendez in the primary. Uh, As a result, former Governor Chris Christie, who's currently running for president, has said he will not jump into the Senate race. Second item, the government shutdown continues to uh, loom as a real possibility. The White House is Uh, preparing for a possible government shutdown, there's a possibility of a real convergence of negative economic developments, potential shutdown with thousands of federal workers going without pay, uh, prolonged UAW, uh, United United Auto Workers strike, student loan repayment kicking in, gas prices, 
we can tend to overestimate the influence that the federal government has over the economy. Uh, but I, I think these next few months provide a, a, a period and a set of uh, events and crises to navigate that suggests that the state of the American economy really is in some ways subject to how Congress, how the White House navigate the political decisions that are arriving at their doorstep. Now, one of the areas where we do know more information, Speaker McCarthy will most likely hold a separate vote on aid to Ukraine so that a defense appropriations bill uh, can receive a vote without the inclusion of the Ukraine aid. Uh, we'll wait to see if more Ukraine aid is approved in the budget. Uh, the Biden administration has decided to send long-range missiles to Ukraine uh, after a significant debate on that issue. Next, uh, two new polls came out over the last couple of days. Uh, neither of them looks great for President Biden, both an NBC and ABC Washington Post poll show the president's disapproval rating at a high of 56%. Uh, the ABC Washington Post poll shows Biden losing in a general election to Trump by nine points. Uh, it is important to note that even the Washington Post suggests that their numbers uh, are likely an outlier. Yeah, but it's uh, it's still not good to have that kind of pull out there, and I think it'll uh, lead to you know real real interest in uh, seeing if those kinds of numbers are replicated uh, in the coming weeks. Finally, last night the Writers Guild of America reached a tentative deal on a new contract with entertainment companies. This ends a 146-day strike that has, in part, shut uh, uh, shut down shows, um, uh, show television, and film production. In the next week, Guild members will vote on whether to accept the deal, which includes much of what they demanded from the studios, including increases in royalty payments for streaming and guarantees AI will not encroach on writers' credits and compensation. Many actors remain on strike, so not all of Hollywood will resume working just yet. All right, that's all for today. Let's close, as we always do, with Dallas Willard's version of the Lord's Prayer. Dear Father, always near us, may your name be treasured and loved. May your rule be completed in us. May your will be done here on earth in just the way it is done in heaven. Give us today the things we need today, and forgive us our sins and impositions on you as we are forgiving all who in any way offend us. Please don't put us through trials, but deliver us from everything bad, because you are the one in charge and you have all the power, and the glory too is all yours forever, which is just the way we want it. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for joining me. The Morning Five is brought to you in partnership with the That Sounds Fun Network and supported by the Center for Christianity and Public Life. Hope you have a great start to your week. Talk to you tomorrow.